everyone, Jeff here with a quick update, and I'm going to do my best to make it fast because we got some big news that we want to talk about. Mainly, we have some new shows for you to listen to and for you to watch, to be honest. Uh, the folks over uh, at Grim and Perilous, who uh, created Zweihander, they invited us onto their Twitch channel to run a weekly game. So every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, we're running Zweihander games on twitch.tv slash RPG. Now, while our games that we run on Twitch are set in the same basic world as our podcast campaign, these are different stories. They're like side stories where the podcast is kind of like a novel. Uh, our Zweihander Twitch games are going to be more like interconnected short stories set in the same basic world. You don't have to listen to one to understand the other. So we hope those of you who've been listening to the podcast all this time uh, might go and peek because there's some locations and stuff that we reference in the in the in the main podcast that we're going to kind of explore uh, in greater depth uh, on the Twitch channel. Now, the first episode of our Ailing Isles story, which is what we started with, uh, is on April aired on April second. Uh, so if you head over to Twitch.tv/ZweihanderRPG, you can find it and watch it right now. Uh, you can do that, and then you can be ready to join us on Thursday, April 9th for our next episode. Uh, and that is not all. We also started another campaign using a completely different game system. So over on our own Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the lollygaggers, we've started playing Mutant Year Zero, Gen Lab Alpha. It's written and it's developed by Free League Games. They make some amazing, amazing RPGs. And it's a post-apocalyptic story following a group of animal mutants who are trying to escape imprisonment by uh, these robotic watchers of Paradise Valley. Uh, so right now we're playing every Friday starting at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we're only four sessions in, and you can catch up really easily as we're putting all of our Mutineer Zero sessions over on YouTube, uh, so you can check our channel there. So if you if you want to try to find everything, if you want to get where we put all of our content, just go to thelollygaggers.com, and you can see almost everything there. Uh, so like I said, lots of big news. With these new shows, we're trying to explore new aspects of Zweihander, and we're trying to explore our own game world some more, and we're also going to start tinkering with some other game systems as well. Uh, nothing's going to change with the podcast, however. We're still releasing a new episode every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts, as we continue to explore our Call to Ruin campaign. Uh, and with that, my update is closing down. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Twitter at lollygaggerco. Uh, and if you would be so kind, go follow our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash thelollygaggers. We'd greatly appreciate some more followers over there. Uh, so we hope everyone is staying safe and everyone is staying healthy. Uh, and then we want you to sit back and enjoy episode 39, Every Which Way But Goose Feathers. Welcome to episode 39 of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. We're doing things uh, a little differently uh, because uh, good old coronavirus, COVID-19, has uh, has infected our area. Not any of us, but uh, normally we... Or has it? Well, oh, oh, no, God. don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> normally we record in person. We have our own little setup that we do. 
Uh, but now we're actually doing it remotely uh, over Zoom. So if our audio quality isn't that great uh, this episode and probably for a couple episodes now to come, uh, we apologize. We'll do our best to clean it up in post, but hopefully you understand you can bear with us. We just still want to keep playing and producing some episodes for you, especially considering how last episode ended, which all of you know how it ended because the summary was posted in the Discord. So clearly you all read it. Also, you all experienced it and it was awesome. And uh, now you can go ahead and tell me what happened. Uh, We're off to see the witch. Okay, that's true. You're off to see the witch, uh, Merlin Pfeiffer. Uh, you, you you all left Ferdum, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you're chasing after Bruno and Cressida, who we think kidnapped Chadwick and recruited Roderick, okay, which is Lavinia's, uh, Lavinia's strange friend, Chadwick being the the son, adopted son of Doc Quilly, the, uh, the medic. And she got Stekis, Stekis Vell, who recently was freed from his pit fighting prison uh, up in the nest, the governor's nest. So that means that she wanted him to go along because they're old friends. And he has, you know, he's, he's just more capable than you are, you know, or more willing to do the dirty deed. Like, no, nope, no, nope, not the dirty people. deed. That's, that's not right. That's, that's more correct is the, the yes. whole willing to kill people. You guys encountered uh, the stupors on your way out and the Carl and the daughter jazz, uh, Jasmina, they were coming back to town. They didn't know. Like people from the Sunbearers didn't know what went down in Verve. They're coming to get weapons and candy. And uh, and they also were trying to, again, figure out what the hell happened to Carl's parents who are on the Ailing Isle and have now been on the Ailing Isle for about a month and a half or so, give or take. And they still don't have any kind of information. And they also mentioned how they were buying some weapons because there's been some stuff kind of around. They've been getting some like bandits or something like that around their watchtowers. And so they want to get some more, uh, some, some better weapons. Then you all eventually went to the wood witches, partly because Lavinia is hopefully looking to apprentice with her, but also because she might have some information about something of importance. Uh, what is that? In, what, what, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? What's that that stuff that she might have information about? We were going because she's been here for like the longest and she has mm. like more idea of like where like the waystones are that we were curious about and like where possibly Bruno's weird directions would lead us to. Right. Because Bear was given a letter by Loudon from yes. Bruno mentions wanting to find some sort of waystones. This is somehow important. He keeps mentioning he's being called northward, just like Christina is all very sad. Okay. Now you were when you were on a road, you also encountered a couple other people, just people in the outskirts farmers. They mentioned seeing a couple days ago by the Hobart farm uh, a cart with a kid in it, which is of significance because there's not many kids uh, on the ruin. And so that was one lead. You all chose to stop at, at Merlin Pfeiffer's uh, hut first, the Woodwitch's hut first. How'd that go? <laughs> we we split up. That's yeah. always good. Um, not not set up. so bad. You didn't split up that bad. Yeah, it, we searched the premises. and kind of being okay. No one was there. Some we got animals. attacked by some like weird creatures. Um, they were very strong. They're like scaly monkeys. That's correct. Yeah, they were like these yeah. weird demonic-looking monkey types. Uh, like Simian predator mouse. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, and when you killed them, 
one of two things happen. Either they split in two and form two new ones, or two they little minions. burst into a cloud of chaotic energy that force those within close proximity to roll a, uh, I believe it was a resolve test. Or it could have been toughness. I can't remember. Uh, to prevent them from getting a taint of chaos. And we had a couple fails. Uh, so specifically, we had a fail by Stekis, and we had a fail by <laughs> Hubert. Do we recall? And so then we rolled some taints of chaos. Do we remember what actually those taints of chaos were? I love taints of chaos, by the way. It's like my favorite thing. The fact that we actually got some, finally, I'm so excited. Uh, They're kind of wacky. So 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 if you could uh if you could explain to us Hubert uh what are you what are you looking like now what happened to you <laughs> yeah, I grew an entire coat of feathers falcon feathers falcon feathers yeah so what color is that did you look up what color a falcon is uh aren't they like brown or something I have no idea I think so that sounds right like brownish yeah, red maybe right. yeah, yeah. Okay. and then I witnessed the hunchback on Stekus start moving yeah yeah Coder. The vestigial twin. <laughs> Coder's <laughs> new character. Coder's filling out a character sheet right now, really quick for us. So he's not he's not in, in voice yet. But Coder's uh, character, Stekis, has a, had a hump humpback. That was one. That was his drawback that he rolled. Okay, and <laughs> so what are the chances? So a freaking vestigial twin, vestigial twin, burst out of that humpback and started to grab people as they walked by. I will say this though about the f- the coat of feathers. I mean, that certainly is going to help you keep warm, right? So, like, you know, look, these are permanent, by the way. These don't, these yeah. don't go away. So I wonder if I can use your feathers for like casting. It's gonna hurt. I mean, you could pluck them, but uh, yeah. I mean, do feather feathers got to grow back, right? Like, they molt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, but what this means, understand what this means. You're living in a world of like superstition, right? Where everyone's like out to find like mutants and demons and et cetera, et cetera, right? You've got now a person who has a coat of feathers and you've got a person who has another person ripping out of his back. That's going to be fun trying to get back into town with those things. You're going to need to invest in some really heavy robes and very big ones to cover some of this stuff. I'm looking forward to it to, to, to finish off how episode 38 ended. Honestly, one of my favorite episodes we've done so far. Uh, you guys, it's still middle of the night. You all noticed that there was a trap door in the corner uh, of this room that was previously hidden. There's someone down here. What is this a new look? What's going on? I have no idea how this happened, but I just have feathers. All right. That's uh, normal. I'll try plucking some to see. Like... And you can plug them out. They hurt. Like, you're, you're going to take, like, two, you know, you know, you'll take a couple points of peril, but probably not enough to, to push you over a step, so. Ugh, it's, it's like hair. Interesting. Lavinia, if you're in the area, which I think all of you are inside the hut, uh, I'll let you go ahead if you want. You can make an incantation test. Uh, and you can do this. We'll just make it standard. Uh, let me try and do this on roll 20. Passed. Okay. So looking at what just happened, uh, watching them suddenly manifest these strange mutations, um, you, as as still a, a relatively novice practitioner of magic, you would still understand that 
the the concept of magic casting magic carries great cost you you tap into different energies and powers that could potentially backfire in some way and it's likely that whatever these creatures were they were magical in some capacity and their chaotic energies seem to create what's you know a taint of that chaos and has caused your two new allies here to to generate these strange mutations and and you know that these are permanent yeah um how much of the two of you panicking and Sophia as well <laughs> like how how are you two three feeling right now i knew i didn't want to come here i was she's gonna turn to me as a frog but as a falcon instead well, I do not think like she would have intentionally turned you into a frog, unless maybe you tried sealing her drugs. But um, those weird monkey things, they were definitely very frightening. And unfortunately, you are going to be bird boy for the rest of your life. What? This is most unsettling. I, I don't, and I'm just saying they're like pulling at the limbs get like angry that it hurts when I pull at it because I'm trying to get it off, but it won't come off. And periodically, like one of the arms, like it, and it, it's malformed. It's not completely full. It twitches on its own accord. Like you just, it just suddenly moves slightly. Uh, and, you, and you're a little, little concerned. Uh, Stekas, why don't you go ahead if you want, and it, actually all of you can do this. Uh, go ahead and roll awareness tests and you can do this at easy. Awareness at Easy. Pass. Pass. Ooh, that's a pass. pass. Okay, so as you all are, oh man, all of you pass. As you all have started to 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 move around, a couple of you are in the corner looking at this trap door. Uh, Stekis, on your way in to the wood, which wood which is home, you you spotted something on the ground. This this something in the snow near where one of the, the creatures that you and Hubert slayed out by the animal pens uh, inside the bedroom where Lavinia and Zofia and bear had, had kind of surrounded uh, unintentionally. One of these creatures, uh, the three of you all notice on the ground, something else uh, like kind of just this small, small little, you're not really exactly sure what it is. It might just be hardened skin uh, you're not entirely sure yet. Hubert, you see one in the middle of the opening of the door, like in the first few steps of the home uh, where one of them else died. When you all pick them up, they're they're relatively identical. Uh, they all seem to be uh, some kind of insignia. And a few of you have seen this insignia before. Uh, it is similar to the symbols that were being carried by the marauders uh, that you all fought uh, well, not all of you. That uh, I would say, who was that? Bear and Zofia fought uh, when looking for Gabriel uh, weeks ago. Uh, Lavinia, you have seen this as well because they showed it to you. Um, I don't think Hubert has didn't seen I this. Or didn't we identify it as the Prince of Changes symbol? That is correct. That is correct. Uh, Stekis, do you have incantation? Uh, don't have that skill. Yeah, so I would say you probably wouldn't be wholly familiar with it. Uh, but I'll I'll let you do this. Roll um roll a folklore test, and you can do a folklore test at standard. I can do that. Oh, yeah. while you don't necessarily know what it means, you've seen this symbol before. You've seen this uh, branded onto the skin of some of the people that you fought with 
uh, or, or against in the, the pits uh, up by the governor's nest. But there's three of them. One for all of the creatures that began, not the split ones. As you're looking at these, as you're kind of showing, you still hear the sounds of a woman's voice coming up from the corner of the room. Can I, like, make armor out of these guys? Uh, no, actually, this is those little tiny pieces are all that's remains of these. Oh, oh, okay. They poofed into like when they finally all died, they kind of poofed into that that chaotic mist. I see. Sophia's been sort of off by herself in the corner, feeling a little bit, um, essentially, kind of that growing pains feel that you know she's a little bit achy. Her her legs hurt, her arms hurt, her back hurts. She definitely feels different. Um, and so she's just sort of, you know, she saw what happened to the other two and those are very obvious and just completely strange things to see. Um, but hers is less obvious, but is definitely kind of feeling. Um, so she's going to try to see if there's a, like a mirror or some sort of reflective surface that she would be able to kind of see if anything is, visible or if anybody else would notice because you know there's been discussion about like the feathers and the twin but nobody said anything to Sophia. uh you look around and while there aren't mirrors in here you do find some like metal platters uh, and stuff that you can kind of hold up and get a vague uh reflection uh your hair has kind of grown a bit and darkened some uh, you can see that like your cheekbones, your nose, all of them are just a little bit more, uh, you still look young. It's just a little bit more refined or a little bit, uh, like the bones are a little bit more pronounced. There's not as much, again, like the baby fat is sort of falling mm-hmm. away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see looking down, you can see your hands have kind of grown a little bit, a little bit veinier. The knuckles are a little bit more pronounced just, just barely though. You're only 22. You're not like you're 50 or anything. So yeah, it, it could have yeah. gone a lot worse. But you, you, you certainly know. It's unlikely that, given everything else that's going on, they might not even have noticed. Again, this voice though keeps permeating up out of the out of this trap door in the ground, in the floor. Uh, before we investigate that, can I like look for? Does she have like a first aid kit lying around in a cupboard somewhere. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, awareness. Uh, I'll let you do it. Since somebody's got a torch, uh, you can go ahead and do this uh, at easy if you want. I think, I think we might have. I can't remember exactly if we ransacked it. I know, I know. Sophia found a few things, but if you want to look for bandages, go for it. Yeah, just before I use my own. Never mind. All right, <laughs> that's the fail. Don't forget that we do have uh, rerolls. Uh, I didn't make any tokens or anything for them yet uh, for roll twenty, but we'll just keep track in our minds. That's fine. I'll go look for. Let uh... me draw a blank. Lavinia. Uh, see if she can patch up my wounds because I am grievously wounded. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do an awareness test to see if there's uh, any bandages. You said standard. Uh, awareness. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I have some, so I'll just use mine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, looking around, it looks like there's nothing down here. Uh, that's going to take a few minutes, uh, a little time to try to bandage him up. Uh, if you, if you want to wait before you go down, uh, and investigate further. 
after Zofia has, you know, kind of had an initial kind of realization of what's going on with her, she's going to go over um, to this person that she doesn't really know that well, Stekis, um, but be sort of like poking at like the the limbs coming out of his back and just kind of being like, what's this? What's going on? This is so crazy and kind of pulling on the, the, the feathers and um, just sort of is kind of distressed and not quite sure what to make of everything. Okay. Um, Ashley, you can go, uh, it's challenging because he said it was grievous. So you can go real challenging heel test uh, while the two of them are poking at each other's new strange scars. Stekis, uh, you have this, this new, this new party member, young ish poking away at your, uh, I'm going to say, can you not do that and pick her up and set her down away from me and walk away? Okay. Okay. Uh, Ashley uh, failed her heal test. You can go ahead yeah. and if you want to spend, go ahead and spend one. Yeah, I'm going to spend one. You do extended tests for that or no? Uh, well, it's too late now. She rolled it, but she also crit. Uh, so that's good. What? Yeah. Yeah, you move two steps up the damage condition track instead of one. Dang. I got you, y'all. So it should be mod early, I believe. No one took it. Mark down. Uh, I got bandage, him. Or did you? Oh no, I'm I'm marking down fortune. I should probably heal myself, but I don't think I can heal myself. You can heal yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but uh, again, this is taking time. I probably should. Do you? Um, are we going to go down and deal with the lady? Because, because um, Lavinia is pretty singed, right? Because I got lit on fire. Yes, uh, you were. Um, yeah, you were. I didn't. I mean, I didn't catch fire, but like I got hit with a spell. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. Have All to... of you look, I would say, pretty, uh, pretty roughed up, uh, one way or the other. Are you? Are you quite done wasting time? We need to get out of here. There's this down here. We need to go now. Well, I realized that, but I nearly died. And if we stay here, we are going to die. This is how you die, is you stay where you get attacked. You don't sleep together. You don't watch. You don't stay as a group. And Lavinia will just kind of like, she's got her bandages out and she's trying to heal herself. And if I literally, if I get hit probably with one more thing, then I'm going to die. So what are we doing? Do you want to reroll the, you want to spend a fortune to reroll your failed heal? Okay. Yeah. So... That's negative 10, challenging. Pass. Okay. So you can move up one, two, okay. seriously. Yeah. So you all spend like half an hour or so patching up wounds. It's just a matter of time before more danger comes. I don't know how much more time you want to waste, but we need to go. And I'm going to start uh, climbing down the shaft. All right, chop, chop. We best listen to this guy. I think he knows how to survive best out here. So, of course, I'll follow. Okay. Uh, so, as the two of you, uh, you climb down this ladder, it goes down probably about about three yards, four yards uh, in length until you're in some kind of dusty cellar. Uh, and it's a fairly small cellar. It's maybe, you know, maybe two to three yards across on one wall and then maybe four or five yards across on another. Uh, and you notice that... 
there is a door down here, uh, and it seems to be heading eastward. And you know that eastward uh, is to the mountain, and you are directly beneath the house at this point. There's also a handful of crates around here, um, and uh, and barrels. Like this is sort of like some sort of storage cellar. Uh, but there is that door, and you can still hear faintly this this kind of humming. Uh, and then it goes away, and then a little bit later, because this somebody is awake uh, somewhere in there. Sophia will have picked up um, a couple of those little skin scraps and then kind of scampered after them. I'm only going to wait like a couple of minutes to see if they follow, and if they don't, I'm going to open the door. Yeah, Lavinia follows down. Uh, okay, so up the rear. bear in the back. Um, you the door opens onto an unfinished hallway. Uh, the sides, the walls themselves are rock, not uh, not in any way, shape, or form uh, finished in paneling. It's all rough, rough hewn rock. You can see that there are occasional uh, wood posts and kind of bracings, almost like it, like a mine reinforcement. Uh, the tunnel that you're in this corridor is, is a little bit curvy uh, and undulating, but not too terrible as if somebody has maybe spent some time uh, flattening out the, the, the path. Uh, you, those of you who are taller, so Lavinia and bear, uh, I can't remember the, the height of Stekis. You have to crouch down a little bit uh, every now and then whenever there's a reinforcement beam. Um, and then you can tell that you're, you're kind of going down on a downward uh trajectory like there's a, a very slight decline um the tunnel itself is is maybe maybe 20 yards uh, at most and eventually you come to another ladder that seems to be going upwards uh and you can see above you there is yet another trap door uh that is uh that is that the ladder leads into I'm going to climb up and try and open the trap door. Uh, so when you, when you go up to it and you try to try to push it open, you realize that it like the, there's a handle. It doesn't appear to be locked, but it does seem like it's, there's something on top of it. So you can make a easy brawn check if you want to try to just push athletics? it open. Uh, athletics. Sorry. Yeah. Success. So you, you push it open and you can hear on the other side, some kind of thumping and rattling around. And then the humming that you had periodically heard stops, but the trap door is now open. Probably shouldn't have let him go first. <laughs> you <laughs> can the best first impression. You can see as you look up that there is light that has flooded down into this small room that you all are in. If there's light, I'm going to say, hello, is anyone there? And then I'm going to come out after like, Five, ten seconds if no one answers. Okay. So you listen, uh, but there is no answer. And as you as you move in, uh, you can see that you are in the... What looks to be some kind of cavern. Doesn't have any particularly clear shape. However, there is plenty of stuff around. Like you can see there are some lanterns that have been hung... Uh, on the the cavern walls themselves, and you're in a small little alcove, and you can see that you, as you were pushing up the trap door, you you kicked over, like you knocked over a couple of small uh, small crates, uh, and then you can see that there's all sorts of mushrooms that are growing 
uh, in front of you. Some of them are bioluminescent, giving off a little bit of light. Others aren't. There's different colors, but there's rows and rows and rows of these. Uh, there's all sorts of like cavern moss and stuff that's kind of growing up some of the walls themselves. When you look upwards, you can see that the the roof or the the ceiling is rough. You can see there's like there's there's rocks hanging down here and there, uh, much like the corridor below. There are a variety of wooden posts and reinforcements uh, that you can see. Um, and when you look off to your right, and uh, about 15 yards away, uh, you can see that there's some sort of desk that has candles burning on top of it. And there appears to be like a cook fire uh, nearby as well. So you're the only one who's come up so far. Everyone else is currently uh, below in the uh, in in the the latter room. So you said that there's a fire going right now. There is, yes. You can see that the smoke seems to be ventilating up. Like it doesn't. The cavern's not filling with smoke. So you would imagine there's some sort of kind of hole or ventilation that the, the smoke is going. I'm gonna say again. I'm not wanting to intrude. We were attacked. Uh, is there anyone there? Hello? And then I'm going to kind of walk out like with my looking unthreatening, looking around for someone near the where this like fire is. Lavinia calls up. She's like, uh, is Merlin up there? Stekis, do you see Merlin? So as you, you shout out, um, you hear a voice come from somewhere deeper into the cave. You can't see the origins of it. For someone who doesn't want to intrude, you certainly have. You are not welcome here. Is there another way out? Besides the way we came, I would be happy to leave. You could easily go any direction. What right do you have to enter my home, into my inner sanctuary? We were attacked and used the hut outside for a better defensive position. We were wondering if we could speak to... Was that her name, Merlin? Her name is Merlin. You would have known this, Sekiz. Yeah. You've, you've, you've been to the hut yeah. before. We were wanting to speak to Merlin, and we didn't find her here. You recognize the yeah. voice, too. You've then heard this. I'll, you know it's I'll, I'll, I'll say that I, we were wanting to speak to you, and you weren't there. We were waiting until morning to see if you came back and we were attacked in the night. So you see this frail woman uh, and all sorts of mismatched furs and skins uh, step out from an alcove to your right, uh, standing in front of the camp of, of the, the small fire, the cooking fire. Uh, she's still keeping a, a bit of distance from you, about 10, 15 yards. And she looks uh, at you and you can see that she has this, um, this kind of greenish, uh, greenish brown, almost like a bandana going across her forehead, kind of covering uh, all the skin on her forehead, just above these bushy gray and bluish eyebrows. And it seems to also cover uh, like half, of her ears. She's much like you hunched over a bit. She's carrying this, this little walking cane, this walking stick. And 
you can see that she has something in her hands. Like her hands is, is like sliding inside of her robes. And you can see periodically that she's holding on to something. You can't quite make out what it is. But she says, You look familiar. And she peers at you. Who else is here with you? I'm here with a group of people looking for a kidnapped child. I don't care about a child. I care that you have invaded my home. Do you know what power I wield? I could turn you into a frog (laughs) right now. And you see her begin to sort of like maneuver her her hands a little bit. And as she pulls out her arm uh, that was underneath her flaps, there's this kind of crooked blade of some kind, but it's not well made. It's almost like a bone blade. And she starts chanting something. Lavinia is going to climb up. I'll say uh, I've already had my share of magic tonight and turn around and show her my back and say I would like to avoid any more problems. Uh, roll a charm test. Oh, that's uh, bad for me. Yeah. And I would say, uh, actually, really I, I, I don't even know what is Stekis's uh, social class. Uh, my social class is lowborn. Okay. Uh, let's see. And you're in, ca- you're more in chaos, correct? Yes. All right. So cause of the, the, the standard one, uh, this is going to be easy. Ooh, that'll help some. Critical success with a one. Hey, look at that. <laughs> so as you turn around and show the the vestigial twin, she uh you see the the hand motions begin to stop and she says, I see you have been touched by chaos as well. And as you as you look, the side of her body, where her robes have uh, have kind of overlapped, you see unfolding from it this third strange arm that doesn't have all its fingers, is malformed and malshapen, and has like extra extra elbows and joints to it, and it just sort of maneuvers a little bit on its own. And she says uh, to you. Mm. You uh, may enter. And then thank you. And then as you get a little closer, she says, I remember you now. And you are free, it seems. Now, yes. After what has changed outside, I am free. So what are the rest of you doing? Uh, Lavinia is going to go stand next to Stekis. She looks at you at this point and she, when you look at her, she's, she's quite old. Um, uh-huh. Quite. You can't even pay. Like she looks like she should be dead. Like that, that that's whole, how old her eyes are incredibly sunken, uh, milky white, barely any semblance of color in them. Uh, her, her cheekbones are kind of sunken in as if she's probably missing quite a few teeth. Uh, and 
when she looks at you, she looks you up and down and she chuckles as if she's not particularly impressed. Uh, it's the flirt. And then she shouts, Are there any more that are coming up? I think yeah. there should be more. Sophia will say hello and kind of appear. I'm, when Sophia comes up, I'm going to say, Be careful. That one likes to touch things. Uh, there are very many things in this cavern that if you were to touch, bad things would befall her. You know what they say? Curiosity calls the cat a terrible taint of chaos mutation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hubert and Bear, what are you all doing? I'll join this escapade. Uh, And as you come in and she sees your coat, you have a beautiful coat of feathers. Not much of it is actually visible because you have so much clothing on. Yeah. But like parts of it are like so like on the sides of your faces, your face, like your forearms, stuff like that. Like you should be proud of it. You are in welcome company. And so at that point, she just sort of stretches and her two arms kind of go up and the third strange arm stretches out as well. Nothing to be ashamed of here, pretty one. Thought she was going to have feathers too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Bear will come up too. Uh, Yeah, your house is a bit damaged now. If it means anything, I can- What have you done to my home? Uh, I didn't do nothing. Those those monkey monkey things. Uh, they made a pretty big mess, but I can fix your door, no problem. Are they still lurking around? They've been they've been looking for me for days. Well, they oh. are very much dead now, thanks very much to Stekus and Hubert. Mm, how many did you encounter? Three. Uh, there are more. Out in the woods somewhere. I've been here a few nights before. I've spent most of my time in the caves of late. Why are they looking for you? Mm. They look for any source of magical wisdom and power. And I don't mean to brag, but I have significance. Quantities of both. And she chuckles a bit. Come, come by the fire. Warm yourselves. And so she, she like invites you all to come in a little bit further. You can see that there's like a little cot, not cot, but like there's a little bedroll where she sleeps and she's got some, some food and stuff. Um, some sort of strange broth that she begins to dole out with, uh, her three arms uh, to anybody who wants them. <laughs> sure. I'll yeah. even move over there. Okay. Yeah. Lavinia will go over there. Lavinia will pull out the books that she had and she'll, you know, go to hand them to her and say, they were casting fire spells. So I was worried that these would get ruined for you. So I brought them. She looks at them. Hell, mm-hmm. kind and selfless of you. I'm sure. And she kind of, looks at you sidelong 
she's sizing you up and thus far she's not you can tell that she's not terribly enamored with you yes but uh as you look a little bit further that you can see that the cave extends a little bit eastward a bit uh but eventually you can see that there is a a wooden door uh and you can see that there are chains that have been crossed uh along it uh and that like is the last bit that you can see other than the way mm. back up it's the only everything else just seems to be like this fairly large uh cavernous alcove uh relatively flat different undulations here and there but not bad Sophia, do you still have the sigils that were on the uh, monsters? Sophia will reach into her bag and she will um, pull out the two that she grabbed. Uh, sh- yeah, she looks at it and yeah, yes. Well, why are you showing me this? These oh. were on the bodies or left after the bodies. Yes, we'll have it. And Sophia or Lavinia will just kind of look at Sophia like, okay. And then So Sophia will share, you know, this is something we've seen before. We're maybe wondering if you could tell us a little more about it. We understand that it's the symbol of the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What she said. And so at that, she finally looks at Lavinia. As like a second time, as she's looking you up and down, like like almost uh, like ogling you, like in a bit, and as if she's she's thinking in her mind something else, and then you can hear her muddle mutter, like almost under her breath, "Not so useless after all, perhaps." Uh, yes, it is uh, one of many of his signs. What of it? This is not uncommon. Do you know where you are? Lavinia just kind of like, not, well, I haven't been here for a very long time, but. You have not been here. Not here for as a long very as long time. I will admit. But. You I'll say be- you've been here for a long time. You haven't. And then she looks at Stekis. But you. You have been here for some time, at least. Hmm. But well, you have been here since she was 17. She's not impressed. <laughs> She's got a few years on Lavinia. No, well, no, I know that. Yeah, not impressed. Um, she kind of looks at her. Have you? Why did you come here? Well, uh, my mother suggested that I should never really stay in one place too long people don't really like magic but i think i've stayed here a little longer than anywhere else and maybe i should not have Mm. stayed here this long you get the sense that she doesn't believe what you're saying Mm. and also maybe my mother maybe have sold me to somebody because of her debts and i ran away but perhaps um yes she kind of squints her eyes, uh, looks at you a little bit more closely, tilts her head a little bit. There's more later. I don't care. But yes, these <laughs> you'll find that there are many of these things. Yeah, 
We are so close to the top of the world, after all. So close to the nexus of it all. Of course, if periodically they will come down, make their presence felt. Um, did you learn yet about, um... The Unbatnor takeover of the town. <laughs> she she kind of laughs at the mention of that. And is that what is happening now? One boss is same as the next. While they play with their little town, is it the real Dangers lurk further and further southward, whether it's the the monarchy or the Umbatnor. <laughs> Cowards that they are, whatever it is, uh, I care not. Sophia will pipe up and say, Nexus up north, can you tell us more about that? Or some of us have actually just been here like a few weeks and we really don't know much of anything. Mm. I don't think you've got the stomach for what's up there. She kind of looks at you a little bit. and um, Sophia will get a little offended by that and kind of say, like, we haven't been here long, but we've seen some shit in the last couple of weeks. There's people with skull heads. They took our friend. There's waystones. There's a whole lot of things here that you're throwing stuff out. The mention of waystones, her eyes kind of light up a little bit. And she's uh, kind of taking a few things in, and she uh, she she looks over at Bear and says, "He'll bring bring an old woman that chair, something to sit on. Would you be a dear?" <laughs> oh yeah, of course. How about you just use me as a chair? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Okay, but you know, I I don't have many chairs anymore. I hear that you ruined my home. Perhaps I could hire you to be my furniture. Uh, I could actually just build you one to be more efficient. Hmm. I might take you up on that. Uh, so you bring her over the chair from her desk, uh, and you. She sits down, and she says, "Oh, so, so many questions for old Merlin. I don't even really know any of you that well, but." What is it you'd like to know? Isn't it like super late? Is she normally up at this time? Yes. It's like the middle of the... Are you asking her if it's past her bedtime? (laughs) We were like sleeping, then we woke up. It's like one in the morning or something. I was... busy. It's as easy to lose track of time when it's uh, very dark. So you look over, by the way, behind her, and you can see that there's a kind of a crude stone altar set up, and you can see that there are like bones and skulls that are on top of it. There's these torchlight to the right and left of it. There's these strange markings that have been kind of sketched with chalk into the ground. At least you think it's chalk. And... You can see that there are some papers and things that have been scattered about. Um, not sure what to make of it, but you definitely interrupted her doing something. I guess she was like humming something. What was all that uh, humming about? Or was it singing? 
she might. Um, and then Lavinia just kind of quiets down. It's just a song, love. Something to pass the time. And she, uh, she like reaches out with with her her kind of strange arm and pats you Ooh. right on the uh, right on the top of your hand. You were talking about vortex. Would that have anything to do with the madwoman collar? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, you are so naive. This is not far from here. Perhaps a fortnight travel. You'll find all manner of devilish and demonic influence. What was on that note that said uh, Prune was getting called by something? I don't have the note, so I can't check what it said. She says, perhaps it's something to do with it. Perhaps it's not um, superstition anyway. It's the name itself is ludicrous and not even relevant if you ask me. It's a phrase conjured by some schoolboys southward across the sea. What what name they create for her has no power here. Do you know her true name? Perhaps. And she grins as if there's something she knows. You get a sense that she's probably, she's a cagey old woman. Mm-hmm. She's very careful with what she says. The reason why I came here was to find out where this fat, lumbering fool stole Daquelli's child and almost killed her to do so, to find some place up north with the madwoman collar. I'm not really interested in the reasons why. I just want to get him back for her. Mm. She nods at this, and you can see like, a softening in her facial expression as if she's almost sympathetic towards you. And she says, uh, I think there's more, perhaps, that maybe even you don't know about yourself. But that is for you to discover. I have no knowledge of where your, your child is. I have no, no knowledge at all. I'm just an old woman living a quiet life. <laughs> a note was left with saying they were headed towards some waystones. Are there any nearby? Perhaps. I might know this. Why should I tell the lot of you who invaded my home? Lord, that which I had successfully avoided for the better part of a week into my home, and as this one, she pats Bear's, Bear's hand again, has already stated you have ruined much of my furniture. And now you want me to just release all of the wisdom and knowledge I have accrued over my lifetime here. Why? Why should I do this? She's got a point, guys. 
Sophia will ask, is there anything that you, anything that we can do for you, anything that you need from us? Well, this one has already promised me furniture. I will expect him to pay up on that. So should I put three armrests on it or? <laughs> you can see her, her, she strokes her, her chin, which has got a few hairs on it. She thinks about it and she says, mm, no two will be fine. Thank you. Most times I can't even control it, but tonight is a better night. I suppose the cold weather is terrible on the many joints. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lavinia can offer I I don't know nearly as much as you but I would be glad to help with any brewing or gathering of ingredients for you she thinks on that for a second make a bargain test and you are order and what's your social class I don't have all my stuff because it's I'm on my, my GM screens uh, okay so this will be uh, routine Routine bargain. Pass. I suppose we could arrange accommodations. But uh, as you can see, she shifts her head towards the other side of the cavern where all of those kind of fairly large mushroom garden mm-hmm. is growing. I have much of what I need here, but I would be uh, open to perhaps... Some other more woodland types. And as you see, I am just an old woman, and I much would prefer not to travel in the snow. I think we can make an arrangement. And Lavinia is kind of excited. I would love to spend more time assisting you. Hmm. <laughs> I am sure you would. I have many years left in me, young lady. You shall not usurp me any time soon. <laughs> oh, I would not like to do that, but I would love Don't to... Don't lie. I can see right through you. I know. And... You have built your own little hut near the edge of the forest to the north. You are so badly wanting to be me, but I already have all of my accountants and appointments. Why would they go to you, some novice, ignorant child, when they could come to Merlin of the Woods? Mm. Many years still. <laughs> and Lavinia's just kind of like surprised. Um, I didn't really know anything about trying to do that. I just didn't have enough money to buy an actual house. Mm. And they also think I'm very weird. Who? Uh, the people in the town all think I'm rather weird. Charlotte is really the only one who likes me. Mm-hmm. She knows Charlotte. And she, at the sound, her kind of head, you are. Friends with the apothecary. She's more like my mom now at this point. Really? It's been um, some time since she and I spoke. We have had a bit of a falling out, I'm afraid. Capable 
woman nonetheless. Rest, I suppose, in the morning. You will go fetch for me all that I need I shall. Compose a list, and this one shall craft furniture for me, and I don't know what the rest of you can do. We can ask you more questions, and we can have a lovely chat in the morning. I'm not quite sure if that's exactly what she intended, but we will find chores for you to do. Hmm. Don't you get lonely being out here by yourself, and you want people to talk to? Who says I don't have people to talk to? Sophia sort of looks around the cave to make sure that there wasn't anyone like hiding in the corner that got missed or something. You didn't. You don't see any other people in here other than a lot of you. Was is... there, or do we know about the the important lady coming here? No, but Stuckus does. Okay. Can Lavinia recognize anything with the shrine? Uh, roll an incantation test at Arduous. Arduous. Ooh. That's a hard one. No, it's Arduous. <laughs> Fail. No, uh, some sort of ritual casting. You're not sure what, but she's performing some sort of ritual. There's not any other bed rolls. Uh, the ground is quite cool. Your cart is outside uh, mm-hmm. with your horses. Are you all going to stay in here for the night? Or are you going to go back up into the house? What do you want to do? Where would you like to sleep? Can I ask uh, this young lady, Merlin, um, so do those monkey things, do they attack animals? Because we noticed the animals were kind of just left out. Mm. If they get in the way, they're very purposeful. Okay. They're not like some rabid wolves or something like that. They are they are certain kind of demon, abyssal fiends. Like I said, they are hunting something else. Not not your your animals. Though they do get hungry. It's always possible. We all get hungry, don't we? She grins, and you can mm. see that she's only got a few teeth, but what you do see of her teeth are sharpened to points. One uh-huh. of them was able to get into your house. We heard it, and we thought it was perhaps you, and that's why we entered. Mm. Did you call out? Did you say, hello, is that you, Merlin? Yes, Stekis did indeed. And did you hear anyone say... Yes, it is I, Merlin. No. Then there's your answer. I fear now that they know that someone is here, they might return again. Hmm. I wonder if you've perhaps made things worse. I don't know. Certainly your hearts were in the right place, at least. I'll grant you that. How many of them are there? She thinks about it for a minute, and she says, I don't know for certain, but they work and get stronger the larger their packs are. How many were there again? There was three three. that we could see. Mm, That is uh, a small number. 
Uh, it might be twice as many, perhaps three. Hard to be certain. But I have seen and felt them. Who do they hunt for? Who they hunt for. Like who sends them out hunting? She gets her little, the thing that you gave her, that's got the crows on it, and she just chucks it back at you. And one way or the other, they all hunt for him. Or at least for those who have been ordained by him, who have been commissioned with tasks that they think will earn glory in his favor. So, so does he have a bone to pick with you? Oh, I certainly hope not. <laughs> that was funny. Yes. Can they sense you because you were touched by chaos? Mm. Or is it just your magical capabilities? I don't think they can sense me so much as they know that I have casted various arcane rituals in the area and perhaps that has drawn them here. I'm worried to cast more magic. I, I doubt your magic is at all powerful enough to raise anyone's interest, dear. No, but the last time I did, I went blind for a few hours. <laughs> if you are worried about going blind every now and then, you shouldn't be casting spells at all. There are far worse things that will certainly befall you, especially if you don't shape up and do better. That is a very peculiar question. <laughs> Yes, I will sit behind you and we will together use, pottery. use a pottery spinning oh, wheel. And, and that third arm? The Everly Brothers will sing behind us. Yes. Does the Prince of Change have a connection to the Waystones? Uh, not directly. The Waystones were constructed by the Umbat Nor. They... Are they artistic, or do they serve a function? Mm, ritualistic, I think. They uh, represent different uh, earthly and alien materials, and should you perform some sort of rituals, bury the mineral, the material at the base of each of these stones. Mm, rumor myth or whatever you want to call superstition really suggests you will be imbued with a some sort of hmm, bestowed upon you some sort of gift by whatever deities the ancient gods to combat nor worship but they have long fled into the mountains mostly and at that lavinia kind of like looks at zofia did not didn't you tell me about when you found one way stone that there was witch stone that was buried? You have witch stone. I don't believe she has it still, but we um, don't. It is a pity. I would have certainly traded that for your tutelage. Unfortunately, we that is no longer in our possession. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. But we came upon the Waystones because we were looking for someone who went missing up here, and we wonder if he got caught up in all of this. Did you happen to ever um, meet a Gabriel? Name does not sound familiar to me. But I have met many people, and not all of them give me their names. And half the names I'm given, I'm sure, aren't even the real ones. What I do here is not, what's the phrase, socially acceptable. Even when the governess comes down here, she does so in the dead of night, usually cloak and dagger. And I know her husband lets her leave begrudgingly at best. There was quite a bit of damage. So not only was Verdum taken over, but there were some big explosions at the nest. I don't know if you knew about that. So you just drink out of a cup that's got broth in it. I see. No movement, just nothing. Yeah, Bear's gonna go retire back out of this cave and into the house. <laughs> so I bid thee a good night. As um, he leaves, Marland. I'm gonna say, you're going to be alone again. Enjoy that. And I wanted to gather my bedroll and stuff from outside and see if I could seal up the house. Okay. Like barricade it and stuff. Okay. Um, there's some firewood that's been chopped and stuff like that. It's mostly logs and split logs not really you know planks or anything but you can maneuver some furniture to barricade windows and doors sure sophia will say i apologize for all of the middle of the night questions i'm going to join my party member and she'll wish her a good night and go back and join bear lavinia will turn to hubert and stekas and be like um, should we really be going back to the house when there were those things that already broke in? No, that's why I said enjoy being alone because I didn't plan on going back. Unless, of course, she has a problem with me sleeping against the wall. I have no problem. Sleep Thank wherever you, you like. So I'm going to go over against the wall and like find a corner and kind of lean up against the wall somewhere out of the way sure no problem lavinia will stick close to stekis uh hubert where do you want to be upstairs with go. them or yeah, i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna cope with the fact that i'm gonna a bird now okay <laughs> do you want to resolve test to see if you take some of your drugs yeah okay go for it uh just do standard for this. pass nice so yeah you uh it's been a rough day. It's been a rough night. Which isn't what I think it that she was going to be. She's actually much, much more wise and respectable, I guess. Hmm. Not like the crazy fairy tales I was thinking of. Sure. She did threaten to turn you into a frog, though. But you guys go ahead and you uh, you sleep. I need Stekis. And Lavinia to make awareness tests at easy. That's a success. Okay. 
Success. Okay. You all fall asleep. Whether you're upstairs, whether you're downstairs, wherever you're at, you fall asleep. And you're not sure exactly how much time has passed. It's really hard to tell those of you in the cave. The uh, The fire stays lit, so there's warmth in the cave. But it does... The, it does eventually die down to some embers. And that's when Stekis and Lavinia, you start to hear something. You start to hear a voice kind of whispering, calling in some way. And you wake up and you can see Hubert is sleeping, snoring loudly. You can see his feathers just kind of flickering up and then down with each breath. And you can see that Merlin has stood up. She has in her in her hand, the she's got a, a lantern. And when she sees the two of you wake, she sort of motions for the two of you to follow her. I will get up and follow her. Yeah. Okay. You go back to the trap door go down through the cat through the corridor you go back up into the into the into her home she holds a finger to her lips and says quiet best not to wake them and you see this big sharpened teeth grin kind of come over her face the flickering lamplight is sending these weird shadows and you can see that her eyes are reflecting it in a way that almost makes her eyes look orange. And she goes and she moves to the front door where Bear has slid some sort of cupboard and she says to Stekis, would you be a deer? There's something I think we should listen to. As Again, you hear this sort of it's just there. It's as if you as if you're you're hearing somebody talk in the room next door, right? And and you feel a sense of urgency about it, but you can't quite make it out. I'm gonna try and move the furniture out of the way without waking them up. Okay. Uh roll uh roll a stealth check. Uh, you can roll this yeah. at easy. It's fine. Not too difficult. Uh, if you uh, if if you were to help him, uh, you can go ahead and and make this uh, trivial if you want, Lavinia. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Do you have stealth? You can roll. Uh, flip stealth the doesn't fail. require it, does it? Well, to help You're not me. assisting. I'm not asking for oh, help. I'm just saying no, no. I'll lower the difficulty if the two of you are doing it. Okay, and okay. oh wow! All right, <laughs> you make you make a little noise. You drag the cupboard across the floor. You can see it scrapes the the floor a little bit, and she kind of winces slightly. Uh, Bear and Sophia make uh make standard awareness tests, or excuse me, eavesdrop tests. Uh, fail. You managed to get the actual uh, cupboard out of the way, and 
you feel this cold like gust of air suddenly like envelop you as you are once again outside it's been a few hours you're not entirely sure how long but she leads you kind of past her animals a bit she kind of checks in on them and doesn't really seem to care uh, and continues sort of on a path the two of you go ahead and make standard resolve tests at this point crit success nice oh nope okay so Lavinia, you can go ahead and move one step up the peril track uh, for your crit. Stekis, you step out into the cold night air. Despite following this creepy old woman and her lantern, you pass by the doorway where some sort of mist erupted and caused you to become malformed, caused Hubert to become malformed. You're hearing this strange whisper it's a voice that you've heard before it's a female voice and you can't place it it's not clear to you but it's clearer and louder here than it ever was when you were in the pit when you were in your cell it was muted and distant and irregular here while still muted the distance is much closer it's louder and for the first time in probably some some while there's a sense of fear that begins to overcome you, and you are you are in fact suffering from fear. And it's as if Merlin senses it as she turns around and she sees you maybe hesitating a bit, maybe thinking about going back, and, and she reaches out with one of her non-gross alien hands <laughs> and she grabs you on the arm and right at the bicep and just grips you way tighter than you would expect it, an old woman. And she says, Still yourself. It is only going to get worse for you now that you are free. Tonight is the least of your worries. And she continues moving. And eventually... She leads you over to this pond that seems to connect to a stream that runs northward and away from her her small area. And you can see that the pond itself has uh, has completely frozen over. And in the center of it, you can see that there is some sort of kind of splintered piece of wood. It almost looks like a log has become stuck inside and sort of split in a way. And you hear the sounds of her voice far more loudly here than you have heard up to this point. And as you wait there, you can see she sets the... Merlin sets the the light, the lantern, down on a rock. And she reaches out and she grabs her headband. And she peels it off of her head. And both of you, when you look over it, you can see that her ears have been terribly mangled. And some time ago, you can see the scar tissue has definitely healed over. But it's, it's as if somebody has kind of lopped off the top half of her ears in some way. And she was using the headband to kind of cover 
it in the fashion. The lobes at the bottom are kind of hanging the way they do with elderly folk. When she takes it off, she drops it to the ground and she says, I like to periodically feel the wind on them. Sometimes I can still feel the points. And she reaches one of her hands up and she kind of very gingerly touches the tops of one's of her right ear, just underneath where her kind of now matted but slightly fraying grayish blue hair uh, is beginning to un- unmat. Zofia, you hear the door suddenly flapping, like this like rapid, not rapid, I should say, but this repeated sound of thump, thump. You look over. You see Bear snoring away, not a care for the world. Sophia will definitely um, uh, poke Bear awake and just uh, you know say like uh, I'm hearing a sound. I, th- I think they may have come back. You're hearing a sound. The monsters are back. No, like the the door was closed. You checked all the doors before we went to sleep, and now the door is open. What? Oh. We'll get up and go over to the door and take a peek out and see if he sees anything. Uh, so when you come over to the door, you can see that the the cupboard that you had slid over to barricade has been moved um, a bit. And there is kind of like a wedge uh, now as it's off on, a, on an angle. Uh, you could slide underneath and out the door if you like. Because there's enough room to kind of slip by. And you can see that the wind is kind of kicking the door every now and then back into its uh, into its frame. But because so much fighting was done right on the threshold, the mm. uh, like the door isn't quite fitting. You can see like it's something kind of make a mental note for your punch list for t- for later <laughs> today. Things that you need to fix. Sophia will look behind to see if the trap door looks adjusted or if the kind of the rug looks moved or anything. Uh, make a scrutinized test. You can do so at, uh, you know, at easy. That's a crit success one. We've got a couple ones tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can definitely tell one of the, the legs of the bear skin is unfolded in a way. Uh, like it, like somebody tried to close it back down, but it didn't fully flap back over. Uh, you would guess somebody has opened the trap door for sure. Bear, it looks like they came through here and went outside. Oh, uh, they're probably just got to take a piss or something. I'll just leave them be. Or do I see them out there, like in the darkness or no? Uh, roll an awareness test. Out. Yeah, roll an, actually don't even roll an awareness test because you have you have line of sight. You can see uh, about 40 yards maybe to the west uh, over the fences where the animals were kept uh, beyond where you had set up your temporary fire. You can see light emanating. Uh, and you can also see three figures. You can't probably can't make out exactly who those figures are uh, from this distance, uh, but you can definitely see that there are three figures standing uh, about forty yards to the west. All right. Um, yeah, Bear's just gonna let him be. Uh, I'm gonna go back to bed. I'm gonna have an early morning so I can finish up or at least start working Bear. on this chair. Bear, what if what if she's doing something to our our new group members? We should we should go make sure they're okay. 
Uh, well, that Stekis guy, he's got more than enough problems, I'm sure. Another one wouldn't hurt. Uh, right. If you're that curious, you can go take a look. I'm going to go back to sleep. Sophia gives Bear a dirty look for <laughs> that choice. Um, and she'll try to um, quietly go outside and see what she can see. Are you trying to do so stealthily? Or are you trying to just go outside? Definitely stealthily. Okay. Uh, roll a stealth check at standard. Uh, it's going to be, It's this is more of a standard stealth test, so you don't know the difficulty. That is a fail. Okay. Um, Stekis and Lavinia uh, roll awareness tests. These are going to be secret tests. Just roll them at standard. You got re-rolls, right? Uh, yeah. We've got, you've got three. I've got two. Fail. All right. Also fail. Okay. No problem. Um, wow. You two are very close in your gripping 67, 65. All right. So over at the pond, um, the wind is sort of whipping around and you can, you can see that the kind of large splintered wood in the middle, um, Occasionally, a, a small fiber kind of flickers in the breeze a little bit, but most of it is is quite sturdy. And as you you kind of approach it, you can see that, or you could hear that the voice is kind of getting louder and clearer. And you hear in your minds, you're not even sure if it's like actual sound. Stuck as you hear. God. And you look down and both of these women who are with you are not, they're not saying anything. They both, you see, you see Merlin's got her eyes closed and she's got her kind of head kind of tilted up like a dog sticking their head out of a window while driving in a car as if she's just, it just feels whatever she's feeling just feels great to her. Lavinia, you hear in, in your mind, And then, as you're waiting there, you hear the voice get even more clear, Stekis, as it says, Child, I call upon you now. Like you're looking down, and again, Lavinia, I don't know what you're doing, but Berlin is completely at ease how are you two reacting I'm just kind of looking around everywhere trying to figure out where it's coming from seeing if like if I look one way the sound changes or anything like that Lavinia is looking very intently at like the thing in the middle of the water and she's got kind of like her hand like clutched to her chest like if she's got a necklace she's holding it and she looks briefly at Stekis and then at Merlin, and then she just continues to stare at it, but she does take a step closer to the water. 
Okay, make an awareness test uh, at easy since you took a step closer and you're staring at it. And it's not water, remember, it's frozen over. Yeah. 23, pass. As you look a little closer, you realize that there is something underneath the water as well. That the the splintered piece of wood, which is half above the the sheath of ice and half below, you can see as if it's kind of punctured and pierced through some sort of animal, uh, some kind of woodland critter, uh, a snow hare. You're you're not entirely sure. It's hard to kind of make it out, but it's nothing nothing strange. It's just you think it's a it's probably just a bunny, you know, a rabbit of some kind, a snow hare, maybe some kind of of squirrel. And as you as you look even more closely, you can you can see its mouth is moving and you hear a voice in your head say release me That was just Lavinia that heard that? Yes, she has taken mm-hmm. a step closer. You you've watched her step literally right up to the edge. You're still a couple feet back. I'm going to move up next to her and say, what are you doing? Merlin. She and she ignores Stekus. Yes. Who, who is, who is this? Just another old woman of the ruin. Um, I, I don't know how she says to the water. What is it saying to you? To release her. Mm. What about you, Sticky Spell? What does the voice say to you? Come closer. Called me daughter. Mm, don't worry. I'm quite certain it is not your mother. <laughs> well, I can tell you that I am far too old a woman to go traipsing. Across the ruin. But the two of you. Younger. By many years than I. Might be more suited to the task. It seems. She wants something of you. And you hear in your in your heads again both of you at this point Stekis, you don't you haven't looked too carefully yet so you don't see where it's coming from but both of you here release me and merlin reaches out kind of grabs the wrists of both of you and she says The top of the world is a wonderful and terrible place. Creatures older and angrier than I 
and you, Stegis. They are patient. And so is she. Long has she waited. One such as you, Lavinia, could find great power. But not without cost. And you, Stegis, she looks directly into your eyes. You are already on the path. Perhaps you don't yet realize it. I think you two have a long journey ahead of you. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>